0: Next interview is Steve lazinski Good morning. Thanks for having me along. So, Steve and I were chatting a couple of weeks back uh, over LinkedIn, actually. And uh, I was noticing that Steve's posts um, about the particular wines, I was just loving. And I loved specifically uh, the, the blurb that he writes on the wines. There's there's a certain quirkiness to them, which, um, and I'm sure this is actually uh, completely coincidental, but he, he has a site called Q Wine Reviews. So, well, I'll stop telling your story, Steve. I'm going to let you tell the story as to what Q Wines is, and um, and then let's have a chat about your book.
1: Oh, for sure, thank you. Yeah, so I started uh, publishing my website just over ten years ago now, uh, qwinereviews.com, So, uh, and I've I've been fortunate enough to to have a look at well over five thousand wines now over that period of time. Um, I've established some great relationships with a lot of uh, wineries right across the country and New Zealand and a few overseas as well. So, yeah, it's an absolute thrill to be able to uh, sample new vintages and, and back vintages as well. And, um, yeah, it's it's quite a thrilling ride,
2: really.
0: It's a pretty fortunate role uh, in an industry like this when you're actually being, you know, being given samples to taste when most of the time no one would ever be able to get their hands on them. It's, um, you're very, very fortunate. I'm sure you've created yeah. that for yourself. So what, can you say what are some of the most incredible, uh, whether they be back vintages or whatever, incredible wines that you've tasted?
1: Well, I think yeah, there's a whole whole spectrum. Uh, you look at uh, I love Chardonnay, and uh, Me it's always too. great to get get your hands on uh, Lewin Estate.
0: Uh, oh yeah,
1: and and the art series is always always a cracker. But then it's it's also great to see the evolution of uh, different districts around around the country, and and how things have improved. Uh, it's also great to see the evolution of particular wineries as well, and 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 how they've improved in in how they're making their their wine, how how things have improved in the vineyard. There's a winery I was looking at uh, earlier this, or later last year I should say, at the end of last year they uh, you just noticed there's something different about the, the presentation of of the wines and uh, I rang up the winemaker and had a good chat and, and you could see that there's a fair bit of work that's gone into the vineyard. But uh, last year um, I posted a, at the end of each year I, I post uh, the best of uh, series of, of just, just a range of wines that uh, really piqued my interest through the year, and and Yolumbus, uh the Kaylee, the Cabernet Shiraz that, that that just leapt out. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah, I think you, oh, Sorry, I just think on. you had the, the you had the Turkey Flat Rosé as your top Rosé in that in those bottles.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that's a good that was one. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I just I just mixed everything up. I, I didn't so much have your your best Shiraz, your best Cabernet, your best. I, I didn't go down that road. Uh, mm. there, there's value picks in there and, and, and whatever else. But well, I guess it's, it's it's very hard. When I, I, last year I, I sampled well over um, 700 wines, and then I sampled 150 odd wines for for the book. So over 850 wines to try and narrow that down to about somewhere between 10 and 20, it's, it's not an easy task. But, um, but at the end of the day, consumers always want to know what the best, best things are out there. So if, if that lends a bit of a hand to to the consumer, fantastic.
0: For sure, and look best new and different. I um, I I like rather you're not just saying that you want to get the best cab, the best shiraz, the best rosé. It has to be something, I guess, with a little bit of different funk. So what what in your own mind is the way that you would categorise these winners? What 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 to you do they need to have?
1: I need a bit of uh, well, one of one of the uh, uh, I suppose awards I gave was uh, shelf appeal and. Lennart Wines from the Brossa, they've, they've got some fantastic uh, labels. And it, it, shelf appeal is really important to the consumer. And I remember I was in the, in the city wine shop in, in, in Melbourne a number of years ago and I was sitting at the bar there w- w- with my wife and I turned around and, and the fantastic range of, of wines that, that's set up on, on, on the shelves there, there's a significant amount of white on the label. And you look right across that wall, and there's a lot of white, uh, and a lot of them had black caps as well. So, in terms of shelf appeal, you, you just want something—the point of difference, which is which is just going to make your your wine and your product jump off, jump off to the consumer that 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 little bit more. Um, yeah, some different things like that. There, there's some best value wines, um, uh, Burton uh, Burton Vineyards from from the Riverina. Uh, not many people know about Burton, but uh, they're quite a large producer, and mm. they need to throw out their wines for about fifteen dollars, um, and it's mm. the terrific, terrific drinking. Um, yeah, so so why not why not applaud it and celebrate it?
0: Oh, absolutely! And this is actually something, when Richo, and this is how what he deals with on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. it's it's a lot of marketing involved there, right, Richo? And like absolutely. when, absolutely, yeah, when now, someone at, walked to at, with Dan but, Murphy's, yeah they, you know, they're presented with, you know, uh, 75 different Chardonnays from a particular one region and, you know, you might know what a good vintage is but, you know, how, how do you differentiate and how do you choose? So, Richard, what, what,
2: well, look, what are the, your thoughts? I think this is the biggest change in the wine industry in the last 20 years apart from more importation is better labelling and that sort of thing and and the bottom line is a lot of people will walk into the store and go, I just picked the wine on the label. I reckon anyone who's never bought a wine on label is lying because yeah. <laughs> we all do that. Yeah. Like from – I just talked about drinking some Chevy on Burgundy. I'm buying that wine because of the label. You know, this is a – it's different to looking at, say, a Mandala Chardonnay from the Yarra Valley, which has got one of the most beautiful Australian wine labels, right through to something like Dead End Road Tempranillo from our good old mate <laughs> Steve Pannell, right, which has got, like, one of the most awesome sort of, you know – I don't know if it's like a de- Day of the Dead kind of label with the you know with the <laughs> skeletons on it and stuff, but it's like it's pretty cool. I mean, and and yeah, I just I I think more power to you. If you walk into a wine shop and you're going to be honest about it, like bring it on. Uh, let's talk about yeah. labels because Steve, as you know, this is something that helps to sell wine. What we call in the marketing industry, which I hate, the last three feet. What's going to make you pick that bottle as opposed to another bottle? You know, yeah,
1: that's that's a great. Uh Great term there, the last three feet. The last three feet, yep. But you look at, um, just talking about labels, uh, there's an awesome uh, bottle shop down the Gold Coast, some wine store at Nobby Beach, uh, and I was in there uh, about a month or so ago, and you talk about shelf appeal and labels, you just have to look at Pet Nat, and Joe's Joe's got an incredible range of Pet Nats down there, and Pet pet Nats, you can love them or hate them, but uh, yeah, there's... The labels that are being thrown around there to to engage an audience is, is is quite
2: fantastic. Absolutely, and you know, like it's appealing to a certain demographic of people that mm-hmm. walk in and they want to look at something cool and funky. And yeah. you know, or maybe you should switch it up and put like a really horrible, boring old Bordeaux label on a yeah. pet nut. See, <laughs> see what, I'd ah. love to see that. I mean, not to get too much talking about Gary's wines, but the jam sheet stuff. I mean, he's got wine. He's, you know, and. They're called candy flip and things like that, like silly kind of fun things and maybe don't get too heavy on the Google on some of them. But the bottom line is, like, wine that is fun should have a fun label. That's the way that I yeah. think about it. It should yeah, reflect what the wine right. is. You know, Sammy Odie's another great producer in the Barossa, you know, who's changed everything up, you know, the way that they're using multi multi-vintage wines and... Cool, super cool labels and it, it, cult following, and different to what the Dan Standish is doing. But like you put them in the same bucket of new guys doing cool things. But Sammy Odi, like those labels are fantastic. If you can get, if you can get up. Then there are some
0: very random ones, though. Like, uh, sorry, like the True Crimes where you've got Snoop Dogg and looking like <laughs> a murderer. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. I am sorry, I almost feel like it's going too far. It's kind of funny, but I would not buy that wine on the principle
2: of that. But they're the labels. They're the ones where you you. Download the app and you hold your phone up to it and all the different characters on it interact with you. And so it became became uh, Treasury's number one selling kind of skews in America because people want to use their phone when they're looking at a wine, you know. Yep. Snoop, I don't know. I haven't had the Snoop Dogg wine I'm, I'm, and I probably won't. But, uh, that Steve, does did, you, that did, you review, did you review Australia the uh, Snoop Dogg wine though, Steve? Was that something I, that you...
1: I have, I have not had any of the True Crimes wines right. and uh, I've had this conversation with a few people. I think the True Crime is actually well, not buying nine, one of them. 19, yes.
2: cri- 19 you're crimes so yeah. I think they're up to about 45 crimes we shouldn't bag that out I mean that's a thing that they do and that's a cool thing um, <laughs> I just want to know Steve though how did you like what made you go from the leap of being uh, so you do, you're, you're obviously in the wine industry and then you start to do a blog was it or start to do reviews or people said hey you should be doing this you know because 10 years ago it was pretty much James Halliday's companion and probably the, the wine front and that was about
1: it really yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, I, I'm actually a teacher, so that, that's what pays the bills at home. Okay, you and Tyson
2: uh, Stelzer? Yeah. yeah, but, yes. but I'm, The teacher. I'm teachers.
1: still teaching. He's not.
2: The dark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dark horse. Is that because you kind of need to have a wine at the end of the day or is it?
1: Uh... Well, well they, the kids drive you to drink, don't they? It's, uh, it's, it's pretty hectic in that, in that room. <laughs> it's and a now, tough now job, all, I'll tell
2: you that. I know that.
1: Now we've got all the <laughs> to deal with. Um, yeah come home and uh, review a few wines just to uh, take a load off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I worked at a bottle shop through uni.
2: Okay. And,
1: um, and yeah, f- found a bit of a love of wine there. And and it was, what, just over 10 years ago Twitter started up and there was all that micro-blogging, I suppose you could call it. Yeah. And um, I met a few people online, as you do, and, yeah, we started these conversations and uh, one of my friends suggested to me that, that I should start writing about it. So I thought, oh, why not just have a bit of fun and and one thing's led to another and here we are 10 years later and, um, yeah, 5,000-odd wines reviewed and and a book. So I I would never have imagined that, never.
2: Let's talk
0: about that book then, because that's that's how we actually started and want to get you on the show. Um, you obviously have chosen the Barossa Grenache as the very specific varietal that you wanted to focus on. You say you've got 155 wines reviewed from 55 wineries. You've got James Halliday himself involved to do the forward. So this isn't just, you know, just a little side thing you were doing with a mate. Um, first of all, why did you choose the Grenache? And then tell us about the book and let everybody know where they can get it everything that they need to know about it.
1: Oh, cheers, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, uh, 2020, I I, I was on leave from work, took long service leave and uh, naturally I wanted to uh, line it up with uh, vintage. So I I spent some time down the Hunter Valley uh, and did vintage down there for a few weeks, um, came back and then my wife and I did some traveling over New Zealand. And then when I returned, I went back to, I went, went down to McLaren Vale for a few weeks and did vintage down there. Uh, with with brush uh, Higgins or Brad Hickey, nice. as, as many people know Brad, mm. uh, and spent some time with with a lot of friends down the McLaren Vale while, while I was there as well. And then and then I went up up the road to to Barossa. And when I was a Barossa, I was, I was doing vintage at Soul Growers and, and also Hayes Family Wines. And we we're pumping over some Grenache one day at at Hayes there with um, owner Brett, Brett Hayes, and he and I were just chatting about Grenache and, and how it just just sits in the shadow of of the big kids in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just talking about how it deserves a bit more of a profile, and then that, that conversation led to uh, uh, creating creating this book. So yeah, things turned around pretty quickly. Um, we got it started this year. Uh, we the, the intention was was for me to go down to to the Barossa in um, June, and mm-hmm. that fell that flat on happen- its face. <laughs> no, no, so. There's a few snags along the road but, but we overcame them so I was, I was supposed to go down there and we're, we're going to go uh, uh, go through the grand tasting as we called it but the tasting went ahead we had a, a, a number of winemakers involved so there's 15 winemakers uh, involved uh, so we had over three days of tasting there's five winemakers that came in and it wasn't so much a wine show as such uh, it, it generated a lot of good conversation between the winemakers who were there and i'll talk about the styles of grenache and how it's being made and and there's still some conversations which have flowed on from there, which which have um, really engaged uh, and I suppose piqued their interest in terms of how how they're going about making the product
0: um,
1: mm. going forward. So I couldn't get there for the tasting. I was supposed to fly down on the early Monday morning, oh. and uh, South Australia shut the gate at four o'clock on Sunday oh, afternoon. You so... missed
0: out on the fun part, no? <laughs>
1: Well, no, well, that turned around pretty quick. So uh, all the wines were at the winery, so all, all the wineries are asked to um, submit a second bottle and the following week, 155 Grenache turned up on my front doorstep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a happy delivery. Bingo!
1: Yeah, so uh, the postman's generally dropping off samples here every day, but um, yep. not uh, 15 boxes or whatever it was. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So... So, yeah, so we tore the Band-Aid off and, and, and just ripped straight into it, uh, and, yeah, it was terrific. Uh, the wines were were broken up into uh, different categories, be it the rosés, the blends. Um, so it was, it was fantastic just to to see Grash on its own and, and standing its own two feet. Uh, and specifically, the book's not about um, – Trying to make out that brossa Grenache is the best Grenache out there, and, and and nobody else is on par. It's it's certainly not that. Uh, if if anything, the book's just highlighting Grenache uh, in the Barossa. And the the greatest thing I I took away from from that is that uh, Grenache is truly a a, a variety that's um, well placed within the district. You know, some 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 varieties are only um, specific to to particular geology, um, yeah. weather conditions, but you look at Grenache and the Barossa, uh, it's you, you've got the clay soils in the south, you've got the prettiness of, of the sandy soils in the central districts, you've got the heat from the west, uh, you've got the cool climate from the Eden Valley. So there's, there's there's so much going on, and 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 when you actually sit down and taste those wines in, in situ, you can actually see the distinction. Um, yeah. Particularly the clay soils, they they, they, they really stand out and, and and add a bit of weight to to the fruit, um, and yeah, we're talking about the the turkey flat, uh, grenache earlier uh, t- turkey flat uh, sorry rosé earlier, and yeah, grenache makes a really pretty rosé. There, there's some varieties I find which just shouldn't go anywhere near rosé, like cabernet, mm. Um, mm. and and some some shiraz are, are quite quite harsh when making rosé, but you get things like uh, grenache and... It's quite pretty and it's dancy and it's, give me more.
0: And such a <laughs> wonderful blend. I mean, who doesn't love a good GSM,
1: right? Terrific, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, there's all different uh, reincarnations of that. We had GMS and GSM.
2: SGMs. And- Oh, I know. I know. And, and the old MSG, which is making a comeback. Uh, Steve, the other thing about the Barossa, <laughs> the other thing about Barossa. some areas. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, we've spoken about this on the show before, apart from the terroir or the different terroirs of the Barossa, but it's also the age of the vines. So you've got the Cirillos have got the oldest vineyard in the world for Grenache planted in the 1850s. Yes. You've got Alex Head making these, you know, beautiful Grenaches and Mataros. What, what do you think it is about the Barossa old vine Grenache? You know, is it smaller yields? Do you think it's got a different flavor do you think it carries it well in different vintages
1: yeah well the vines well obviously the older the vines the better aren't they and 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 the brossa is is quite blessed to have have such fantastic old vine fruit and then very much so i I look at um something like your bush vine grenache like they've got they've got fruit going in, in into that wine which is 57 years of age uh, and you're paying what fifteen to 20 bucks $20, yeah
2: stupidly good value for money for sure. So
1: find me another district in the world that that would be charging for that. and um, it's it's interesting to see the the different projects that some winery some wineries are, are tinkering with at the, at the moment. Um, but we've got to remember as well that the the fort, the, the bush vines that that were planted uh, back in the day, they are all for fortifieds. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. Mm. So that was they're all fortified vines, effectively, and and winemakers now, if they're getting opportunity to plant, are planting uh, different uh, uh, different vines to, I suppose, appeal to to a greater audience. But you can some of those fortified uh, vines to just just have that little bit more weight to it, and you see that particularly in the in in the south. but yeah, you, you look at what cirillo has got. His old, oldest vines, not only in the Barossa, but his old, oldest vines in the world.
2: Yeah, and, and Semion that, as well. It's incredible,
1: and that's that's well worth celebrating. Um, um, but yeah, it's 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 great. Those sandy soils there in Vinevale, Vale, uh, mm. they're hard to beat. And but when we talk about Grenache as well, uh, you look at Blewett Springs in in McLaren Vale, yeah, and and how pretty those those sandy soils are down there, and. I was, I was looking at some thistle-down um, Grenache over the last couple of days and, and again, they're, they're just so so pretty and, and so sleek. Um, and I was, one of the winemakers I was chatting with last year um, uh, about uh, McLaren Vale Grenache, uh, we were just talking about the brosser at the time, uh, given I was writing about the book, and it was interesting, his perspective, and he said, yeah, and McLaren Vale, unless you're on the sand... Um, yeah, well if, well you basically say if you're not on the sand, you're nowhere.
2: Don't bother. Chris uh, yeah. <laughs> M so, don't come Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Terrific. Yeah, but uh, it's if 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 the sand's the only place to, to grow in McLaren you look at the Barossa and, and, and the distinct uh, distinct originality it shows, it's 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 fantastic. Versatility. So,
0: I'm guessing that uh, all of this information that you know you're imparting to us now and more is what people are going to be able to read in your book, right? It's yeah. it's reviews, but it's actually giving great insights and uh, what people can expect. Is that's that's all they can get from your book?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's basically a top detail of 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 the variety. So in 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 the book we've got food matching. Uh, there's. Uh, aging of, of ganache uh, it's different styles of ganache uh, the making of it uh, the blending of it rose oh. food did I say food matching
0: yes you did uh, say food matching. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's, everything's in there.
0: It, 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 well, I'm definitely getting one. And for the very, very affordable price of $20, I didn't even know you'd be able to make it for uh, for that amount. Um, so let's just give a recap because we want to make sure that everybody out there uh, grabs one. So that's for $20. It was released in November last year. It's so still very, very fresh off the plate. James Halliday fully lords it. Um, and uh, so just can you let us know where can we buy it? Where online do we go?
1: The best place to go is just go to Hayes Family Wines. So mm-hmm. Hayes Family Wines, so you buy, it, buy it through the website there. Um,
0: that's H A Y S.
1: H A Y E S. S. Yep, Hayes Family Wines. Um, we've we've got it being sold through a lot of the cellar doors in the in the Yarra, uh, not the Yarra, there, uh, in the in, in the range. Sure. Um, so so the cellar doors have got it on board, but uh, through the Hayes Family Wines website, uh, that's the other place to get it. Got in a few bottle shops uh, uh, here and there, but um, yeah, Hayes, Hayes is the best place to get it. Uh, and and talking about twenty dollars, one of the things that Brett and I spoke about uh, when we put this together, because uh, Brett, Brett assisted with co-authoring as well, but uh, we price point was was critical, uh, mm. and for, for for the consumer, and and I see this with wines as as you do too, uh, that. $20, $20 is, is pretty easy to hand over.
2: I would but,
0: like yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Once, once, you, once you get over that 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 $20, there's a special guest there we didn't know about.
0: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, that $20 is, is, is an easy go. And at the end of the day, we, we just wanted to get as many hands as possible.
0: Exactly, and exactly. And it's, it's make, like, make the decision like a no-brainer.
1: Absolutely. So get in people's hands, get them to to find out about it, get them engaged with the variety, uh, and yeah, it's it's the sales have been fantastic. Uh, the engagement's been terrific. Um, yeah. So yeah, get around it. Twenty bucks. Well,
0: look, congratulations. I'm. Um, I think that's wonderful. As I said, it's really only just very recently been released. I'm so happy to hear that the sales are going so well. They'll continue to. So uh, so everybody, the Hayes family. Uh, sorry. Let's put that down. Behaysfamilywines.com.au. The there we go. Twenty dollars. Go and grab it. You might be fortunate enough to find it somewhere uh, along in a bottle shop or some of the wineries in Barossa. But give it a go. I certainly shall. So, Steve, thank you so much uh, for for today and your insights on Grenache, and um, and good luck with the book. And yeah, can't uh, wait to read well, the book. Thanks, your Steve. Heads up.
1: Oh, thanks for your time. I really, really appreciate the chat, and uh, wish you all the best. And maybe we'll chat again sometime soon.